Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome. It is time for our weekly visit with Cooper Mays. The Vol Report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. City Heat and Air Integrity Matters. Go to cityheatandair.com. Coop, how are you, sir? Can't complain at all. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. And uh, we were talking before we started, uh, as I think most uh, players do, loading up on class in the spring semester. So you're you're a busy man. Yeah, it's it's seeming like that. I, I was thinking that once I would get into a you know a rhythm of everything, it would kind of smooth out, but it's not looking like it. So you Definitely. will, you will. We're just a couple weeks into the semester, but but hopefully, hopefully. I certainly know the feeling. So yeah, I wanted to uh, visit with you this week and talk uh, toughness and identity of an offensive line because it's always a group effort and. Um, you know, we haven't even talked much uh, as many times as we've talked about uh, your offensive line coach, Glenn Ellerby. He kind of keeps a low profile a lot of the times. Other coaches are are oftentimes up front and talking to the media, but he, he really doesn't. And what can you tell me about Glenn Ellerby, uh, your offensive line coach? A re- really special guy. I mean, definitely not probably what most of the line coaches are like, but um, like you said, he kind of he kind of stays out of the way and, and, and just does his own little thing. He, he loves football and loves coaching it, but he, he loves doing it his own little way. And, and, you know, he's, you know, I would say he's like stuck in his ways, but you know, that's his, his, his way fits him and he, he does it very well. And, and I think he'll probably stay doing that. How would you describe his way? So to speak. Um, he's a lot more probably relaxed than most of the line coaches is what I would say. That's the first thing. And then, you know, he I think he just he just enjoys ball is really what it is. I mean, he he he's not huge on recruiting. He's not huge on media and like being out there like it's not that's not his thing. He he loves getting in, in the meeting room and then putting hands on and then just molding men and molding better players. So I, I, I love Coach Ellerby. I think you could probably ask every O-lineman on Tennessee's roster that's played for him. I mean, you're going to get probably resounding yeses out of everybody that they love him. So. He, he does his thing the right way, and, and it fits him really well. An offensive line has, at the very least, 10 people with, with input when you include players and coaches and, and 
the guys that are back up. So I'm curious in, in general, not only this offensive line, but throughout your career going back to high school, where does that identity come from most of the time? Is it players, coaches, or a little bit of both? Shoot, I, I'd say a little bit of both, but it has to be spearheaded by players, I would say. I mean, me personally, me and my family, you know, Cade and me have, have kind of been brought up to play that way. Like we 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 knew that that was kind of the way that the game had to be played just based off our dad. Our dad was really, you know, tough on me and Cade, especially Cade. And, and he, he made it very clear that, you know, the first time, like the first thing you do on a football field is you, you know, you are the first one off the ball. And then, you know, you insert your will on your opponent. So, you know, I, I think finishing is just something that has to be kind of a little bit intrinsically motivated, but but it's definitely got to be preached by the coach. You know, there's you 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 have to have finishers on the offensive line. I mean, it's no it's a it's a non-negotiable. If you don't have finishers on the offensive line, you're not going to be very good. Yeah, that makes sense. You you had been through uh, other coaches before. Was there a moment that uh, Glenn kind of won you over that you, you liked his approach? I don't know if it was a moment more than just kind of uh, a gradual, you know, trusting and, 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 you know, just seeing it's hard because, you know, fans don't probably see it as much. Obviously they don't, they aren't in the building or anything, but it's hard to, it's you're, not every, not every coach you're going to have, you're going to love. And then not, you know, it's, it's hard to know just, just like it is in life. You don't know, you know, you're pretty resistant to change as a human. And then, you know, I'm, I, I feel like I, you know, I'm gradually, you know, let people in. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, reserved on, you know, falling in love with people kind of, so to speak. But so I, I, I withhold a lot of my judgment, but, you know, I can, I can see the way that coach Ellerby cares for us. And, and, you know, he shows up with, with a love for us every day. And, and, you know, that trumps his personal carings, you know, what, what's going on with him. That, that led to me, you know, just loving the guy who he is. Yeah. When, when you come in, it's, it's a different coaching staff. So I imagine to some extent, whoever came in would have to win you guys over, right? Yeah. Every, every coach has to win people over. It's not going to work. You know, I mean, I, don't, I, I obviously have not been in the workplace, but I mean, if you hate your boss, you're probably not going to work very hard for him. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, if you love your manager and you love your boss, you know, I'm sure it probably, you know, it, it's all about morale, everything, Everything in this world, I feel like, is about morale. And, like, you got to give a dog a treat. You know what I'm saying? Every, every once in a while, you can't just, you know, beat down the dog every day and expect him to just, you know, love up on you and, and treat you the right way. So you, you've got you've to give, you know, a dog a treat, tell people when they're doing good and, you know, encourage them. And then when the time's right, you got to slap them on the butt a little bit. But, you know, there's got to be give and take here. And I think, I think our whole staff as a whole does it. But, um, you know, especially Ellerby, he's, he's, he's very good. Who I I, th- I think I know what you're gonna say, but as as far as some of the guys who spearheaded this this offensive line, and again, I, it's one of the stories that I believe is a little bit lost. We talk about the speed of this offense, and people want to say maybe it's finesse, but you guys are a run first offense, and if if somebody doesn't look closely, I don't think they they see that. Who are some of the the players maybe that spearheaded that? Maybe you included the physicality of this offensive line last year, last year, uh, uh, gotta, you know, I, I, I'd say, I mean, I would, I would say it was a whole act, you know what I'm saying? It was a, 
if you look across the whole offensive line, I mean, JJ, Gerald at left tackle, they both, you know, they both finish. Jerome, me, Sprags, Darnell. I mean, if you watch the tape, everything's littered with finishing. And it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy to do in our offense. I mean, try going out there and being 320 pounds and, and running around and not stopping for like five minutes straight. All in the meanwhile, while you're doing all that, you're trying to block a man. So, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to be a finisher in our offense. But, you know, it like I said, it's a non-negotiable. So, you know, we find a way. There's There's got to be a way. There, there are some rule changes that are being proposed by the NCAA that uh, might keep the clock running after incomplete passes or might keep the clock uh, running after a first down before two minutes um, left in the half. Uh, and that would result in fewer plays overall, maybe about 25 fewer plays. As far as wearing people down, how does how does that strike you in in general? Just the thoughts of fewer plays. Uh, I don't really see it. Could probably go either way, you know. There's, I mean, every rule probably you know is a thorn in your back one game, and the next game it could be the thing that saves you. So you never really know. Um, heck, there have been some games where I'm I'm sure I was like, man, I wish I they would you know probably hold the ball a little bit longer. I mean. There's some games where you where you probably want a little bit less plays, but you know there's probably some games where you want a little bit more. So, who knows? You know, I'm I'm obviously you know not a ref or anything, so I can't I can't judge. I just do I just do what I'm told. But but I mean, it could it could go either way. I don't really know how to react to that one. Well, how how much of your tempo do you think affects teams throughout the game? I know within a drive, somebody can get tired after eight plays. But how much more fatigued are they in the fourth quarter as opposed to the first? I would, I would, I would say it definitely has an effect on people. But I, I think, I think during the drive is the main thing where it hurts people. But I think more, moreover, it's probably your your mentality that breaks people's wills. It's not the tempo, you know. what I'm saying so. If you want a team to quit in the fourth quarter, you got to do that with your own hands. It's not going to be your tempo, but definitely, you know. It, I'm not going to sit here and lie. It's definitely it, – it, it takes people's souls during the drive. I mean, there was there's a lot of people that tap out. You probably don't see them on the screen as much, but we've gotten a lot of touchdowns based off of people just simply can't can't give their whole effort the next play. How gratifying is it when you're pushing on somebody, you can feel them kind of break late in the third quarter and the fourth quarter? Yeah, it's, it's great for me. I love it. You know, I mean, if you watch the whole Alabama game back, I mean, I don't think anybody would probably – would probably say it from from them but I think I think we imposed our will a lot in that game and I think they I mean I think I think the the culmination of that whole game you can look at the the video of JJ throwing up and nodding at the D lineman and they were like they were just sitting over there like they didn't want any but you know we love it we love stuff like that does that is that one of the stories JJ throwing up because that came up today with with somebody else and then kind of looking at Alabama and say, here it comes. I mean, is that one of those that you'll be telling for the rest of your life? You know, I, I'm sitting here talking about it today. So I guess, <laughs> I guess you know, I don't, it's pretty regular, but it's not regular that it gets caught on camera. So who knows? So does it, does he get sick before or during every game? Is that pretty common? No, I wasn't saying him specifically. I'm saying like just O-linemen in general throwing up. I mean, I've there have been multiple games where I've thrown up, you know, on the way running to the ball, right beside the ball. I've thrown up on the ball. I mean, there's, 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 <laughs> I mean, there's so many instances of you just getting, so, I, I, 
I'm not kidding you. Like people don't recognize, you know, <laughs> our fat butts running down there. When we get done with a drive, when we score a touchdown, like you can't even celebrate. You you run. I mean, you don't even hardly run. You make your way off the field and you go sit down and you're so tired that you don't even want to drink water. Like I, I can't even drink water because I'm trying to like it would impede my breathing. So like that's how tired I am. If I that's that's the, that's the best way I can explain it. You're so tired that you don't want water. I'm, I I want to get to that, but you have to tell me about a time that you've thrown up on the ball. Oh, it was in practice. I mean that, that that's different. I there was a game Vandy Vandy my freshman. There was a play where uh, that was one of the games I started, and I was playing center, and Trey Smith was beside me, and he was like. He was yelling at me, and we got down on the ball, and we were running a little bit of hurry up back in the old style of offense, so it probably wasn't that fast. But, you know, I was feeling it. So I, we were running for the ball, and it was like he was he was yelling. He's like, Coop, what's the call? Coop, what's the call? And I, I couldn't even say anything. Like, I didn't say I can't make the call. I didn't say anything. I literally just looked over and just just started throwing up while lying down. And, and then, like, as soon as I started throwing up, I hear Trey – Trey's like, the call's ace, 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 ace. <laughs> and so, we, so he just made the call for me, like a, like you know, like a great guy, like he is. So that was that. I mean, there's, there's, there's plenty of stories, probably of me throwing up more than anybody else. But so, so he stepped in for you. That's why you call him your big bro, and you're his little bro. Yeah, that's yeah, you know, that's where it probably started, I guess. Yeah, but uh, brothers born in. Uh, puke basically puke <laughs> puke there we go <laughs> when that happens do you t- do you tell the quarterback my bad or if when you throw up on the ball or do you just uh just roll with it you know Hendon didn't seem to care um I didn't seem to care either though so who knows um yeah I guess no I mean the definitely not in this offense you can't you can't turn around for nothing because it's going to be a five-yard penalty but you know, some stuff, some stuff just happens in the game of football, and you got to roll with it. It's gold. The Vault Report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, CityHeatAndAir.com. Integrity matters. It's getting to the point where I know that spring's going to hit. Maybe not quite uh, where you are, but when it does, know that if you're in the Knoxville area, you may not need a whole entire HVAC unit. You may just need a part. You may need some Freon. Well, integrity matters. Other people might throw just a new unit at you, but city heating and air conditioning will take care of you. Cityheatandair.com. So uh, you have a new offensive line analyst, and it, it seems certainly like a, a group effort nowadays in college football. That There were times where you just had non-assistant coaches, but now with the analysts and other guys that can contribute, you do have a group. Tell me about Micah James, who's been hired as an analyst. What do you know about him so far? Yeah, new guy. Uh, I think we hired him from Utah. I think is if I'm correct. Um, he's he's been in a couple meetings. You know, I can't. You know, I can't probably you know give you a full rundown or anything on him. But Coach Ellerby loves him. He played for Coach Ellerby at MTSU. Said he was you know one of the best centers he's ever had. So you know it's good for me. Definitely, uh, the more help you can get, the better. So. Super excited to learn from him, but you know, seems like a great guy from what I've, you know, when I've limited time I've been around him. But yeah, excited to work with him. Yeah, it's funny. We we talk about Alex Golish. We talk about you know now he's at, at South Florida, and then we talk about advancing guys like uh, 
uh, Joey Halsley and on and on Alec Ablin moving up and getting hired, uh, promoted from within. And I, I wonder how much of the offense and, and how it's groomed and created a game plan each and every week is a group effort. Because I think a lot of people just point to Josh Heupel and say, he he's the guy, he's coming up with all this. But from all the conversations I have with you and Jacob and around the program, it really is a system in which everybody is contributing. How would you describe that? Yeah, right. I mean, I, I obviously can't, you know, speak for what, you know, exactly goes on upstairs all the time because I'm not, you know, there for those meetings or whatever. But there's – I'm sure Hype will be the first one to tell you that, that you know, he doesn't – he can't do this alone and that, you know, no head coach can do it alone. So I'm sure every head coach would be the first to tell you they have plenty of help. The first thing you can do is surround yourself with great people around you. So I think that was the first thing Hypo did, and I think he loves the guys that are here and trusts them a lot. So that that leads to them feeling like they have a voice. You know, so there's a lot of smart guys in football. I mean, not not everybody was Nick Saban at first. So, you know, I'm I'm sure Nick Saban was that analyst one day that that just started up for his first day. So there's plenty of ideas that come around and, and you never know who's gonna flourish into a great coach. So you gotta hear everybody out. Yeah, I'm one of the dummies that when Nick Saban was hired at LSU from Michigan State said it was a terrible hire because he wouldn't be a good fit, and that wasn't a good hire. How dumb do I look now? That's that's yeah, that's not uh, well. I guess it wasn't a good hire for LSU. I guess I mean I don't know. Did they win a natty? That they won a natty there, didn't they? They did. He won a national title, went to the Dolphins, and then came back, and the rest is history. So that yeah, that's was- yeah, that not good on your part. That's not that's not good. Right? <laughs> That's not that's not going to get your ratings up for sure. Yeah, it's nothing to be proud of. I I, I don't I don't mention that um, for awards uh, of possibilities. But uh, have you ever wanted to be a coach? No, not really. No, but I I think I could be a damn good coach personally. But no, I don't think I don't think I don't think it's for me. I I this is the the hours are crazy. The hours are, are so, so crazy and you get taken away from your family for so many, you know, so much just gets taken out of your life for giving it to coaching. And and it's a hard it's a hard ladder to climb. It really is. I mean, unless you find yourself in a really, you know, special predicament where you get moved up quick. I mean, you're spending, you know, those analysts like we're talking about. I mean, you spend years and years and years there. So not my gig, but I think I could be a really good line coach. Let me probably put that out there maybe i'll change my mind at some point i think you could too but you seem like the type of guy that when he's getting his nfl hall of fame jacket you've already got like three or four businesses going on and you're not a coach that's 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 the feel i get yeah i'm trying to make the most money possible with the least work put in i'm trying to be a big passive income guy so there you go that's my gig (laughs) There you go. All right. Coop, great stuff as always. We appreciate you. The Vol Report brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com. Integrity matters, a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.